Hello, queers and allies, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Love for All podcast, where we are talking all things queer love. That is the main topic. We are talking LGBTQ lovers, wedding suppliers. This podcast is all about love, specifically LGBTQ plus love. And if you're a part of our community or you're on your allyship journey or you're even a wedding supplier, then this podcast is for you. I'm Els and joined by my amazing co-host Steph and Steph. We are super excited to be here recording our third episode. I'm Steph with an FF and my pronouns are she, her. And my pronouns are she, her and my name is Steph with a P. <laughs> One day we're going to get it really perfect. We're going to nail it. We're going to nail it. <laughs> I <love> it. <laughs> Um, Els and Steph, which is me and Steph, this is just very confusing now, but we um, are Rebel Love Club, also the owners of Rebel Love Directory. And I am a photographer, Steph and Jude's photography, and I run a wedding workshop called Love for All. Today's episode is super exciting because we are welcoming our first ever guests. We will be talking to Casey and Jess, um, who got married last year, and we will be delving into all things being non-binary and getting married. A key point for this podcast, talking about non-binary marriage, is that there is currently no legal recognition for those who identify as non-binary in the UK. We've got our first guests on today, which is really exciting. And we've got Casey and Jess, who are one of my lovely couples. Um, so if you want to introduce yourselves, that would be great. Um, any names, pronouns, labels, anything wonderful that you want to talk about? So my name is Casey. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And in terms of like um, our kind of titles when we got married, um, I go by mix. And I'm Jess, my pronouns are she, her, and I haven't decided between Mrs. or Ms. yet. <laughs> okay, fine. Perfect. Cool. Um, okay, shall we go a little bit into Casey? You, how do you identify? Do you identify as non-binary? Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, uh, non-binary is probably like the kind of closest identity that I would I would kind of go with basically gender is stupid <laughs> and so I don't want to be involved in in that because to me politically it's like it changes all the time depending on what kind of society you're brought up in and what culture you're brought up in it's very different and it's the same as kind of like any sort of behavior or, or whatever but also to me like the animal kingdom is is fluid and so and we are a part of that so yeah Steph, Steph got me like a really beautiful thing for my birthday. This Steph, your your Steph. I'm gonna I'm gonna what? What? no Steph? the other I'm Steph. Confused. What's um, <laughs> literally every episode. Um, which it was like this incredible like mothy butterfly, and it said nature knows no binary, and that's like locked in my head now. I love that. I might even get it tattooed. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And when you two got together, were you did you identify as non-binary, Casey, or has that been a journey since you got together? No. Um, so I we've been together now for coming five years. Yeah, four. Yeah, um, and I think it was it was essentially kind of during lockdown, which is like a, a very kind of stereotypical thing for for people at the moment, um, or like people not at the moment because we're not in lockdown, but you know what I mean. Um, it was just like having a lot of time to think and contemplate 
life in a sense but I have always been so I was assigned female at birth but I've always been the the tomboy like I've always I've never really cared about makeup hair like all of the things that are stereotypically kind of designed in the 21st century for women not not throughout history because you know makeup was made for men heels were made for men all of that kind of stuff um but I've I've been very much kind of avoidant of kind of like the hyper feminine stuff um yeah yeah I I can relate to that actually Casey it's funny because I think when you're new to like the beginning of like realizing this journey and like finding labels that like feel right and then people ask you the questions and it's like okay yeah it's been a journey how do I word this (laughs) but almost it actually has been your whole life but you're only almost just becoming aware of it sort of like now within the last couple years so yeah and I think what's really hard is like um the kind of trying to avoid anything that is like hyper feminine is definitely like the kind of the misogyny that we see in the world do you know what I mean so trying to find that balance now I think of like no it's it's not horrible to be a woman it's not horrible to be considered like this or this or this or whatever um and it is very much about kind of my role in patriarchal society and how I've been brought up and how that has like being kind of ingrained in me to be like, oh, I don't want to be considered that because that's girly or it's it's this way to... Do you know what I mean? It's like that kind of demonising of womanhood and what it means to be feminine um, within our society that kind of as a kid, I was like, no, nah, fuck that. I don't, I, don't want to be, I don't want to be that. I want to be strong and I want to be this. But now I think it's kind of finding that balance where it's like, no, fuck you. Like, being a woman is great and being feminine is wonderful and it comes with all of this strength and all of this wisdom um and it's not something that we should be frowning upon but also I don't identify as that so it's hard I love that yeah so true and like so do you think your your relationship has changed since you've come out as non-binary has that been like something you've had to work with I guess within yourself and your sexualities or like has it been quite natural in your progression I think for me it was like coming out as as gay like when I was a kid because I did I have like really curly hair and all of that like and I do look very like feminine stereotypically um so when I came out as gay and I met other kind of queer people in the very small town of Grimsby they were all very kind of like butch presenting and it was almost like I remember my manager at the time she said yeah, I knew you were on the bus, like, when I met you, but you don't look like you're on the bus. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what what are you talking about? And it was because I was, like, I had really long, curly hair, and I was, was, like, you know, I wore a bit of makeup. Like, I didn't look very, like, butch, and she did. She had, like, the shaved head and everything. And it was almost like, oh, maybe I'm not, because I don't fit into what you consider, and you are older than me, and you know this world more than I do, Mm. so maybe I, my God, maybe I need to be a bit butcher to, like, form my identity, and I think I went through the same thing when it became, when I I started identifying as non-binary, because I was like, oh, shit, I need to be androgynous, man, like, I need to look like people think 
I'm supposed to look. Yeah. And I think some of that is like the ASD brain, the autism there is like, we need to fit in. Come on, what we need to pick a side. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I, I massively relate to that. Obviously, as someone that identifies as gender non-conforming, and I have like long hair and I sometimes wear makeup. Um, I dress, like, I will specifically shop in, I'm going to inverted commas, the men's department. Um, that's the clothes that I feel more comfortable in. Um, but it's like, it's funny within our own community, like there are already like prejudgments, aren't mm. there? You know, like, oh, you don't look, you don't look like you're queer or you look like you're non-binary. Yeah. And also mm. like, what, what the fuck does queer look like? And what the fuck does non-binary look like? Like, tell me. <laughs> Uh-huh, literally. Elves has experience when they've spoken to people about their pronouns and about, like, the journey that they've been on to being gender non-conforming. There's been, like, a few comments about it being, oh, it's a slippery slope, like, you're on the way to top surgery and that kind of thing. And it's always you kind of get in, put in this box yeah. that, like, obviously non-binary looks like a certain way yeah have you experienced that at all not necessarily in terms of looks Mm -hmm. or like kind of like people like assuming that I'm gonna do whatever with my body Mm. um I've ummed and odd like do I need these these big old mammary glands on me no I don't I don't I'm not gonna use them for anything and I don't like that they are kind of like made into this sexualized thing because that's not what they're technically there no. for. Um, but also, I'm like, I like, I like, I like bouncing them up and down, you know. No. So I'd actually miss that that part of it for me. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's like yeah, comfort of just being like, hmm. I said that I want zipper tits. Like I can take them off when I want, and then just yeah, like yeah, the ideal solution. So. If there's any scientists listening, then... <laughs> um, actually, though, one of my friends, she um, she had to have hers removed due to kind of um, breast cancer. And so we've had that conversation where I've been like, oh, my God, get rid of them. And she's been like, dude, like, <laughs> I would love mine back. And I think that's the only conversation where it's it's come up and it's been trying to, like understand one another because obviously for her that is and she's much older than I am so (laughs) I didn't mean it like that but she is um yeah so she she, like you know she um was brought up in a different area so boobs are probably more meaningful in in a certain way to to her than they are to me um so it is it is a bit like, yeah, trying to understand each other and trying to kind of um, navigate that conversation mm. whilst being sensitive to each other, which we do very well, was was really the only kind of tricky thing because it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you... If I could give you mine, you could have... You know, that would yeah. be great. Solution done. Um, but, yeah, I think she was a bit shocked that having lost hers it was like what you want to you want to get rid and I was like yeah you know and I think that's the same with people having huge boobs and small boobs exactly yeah mm-hmm. I think we just yeah. we just all need to respect each other's bodies um and body autonomy really don't we yeah Jess how do you feel with you in like the relationship changing has that like affected you in any way do you think it's affected the relationship in any way I know like for me personally, when I came out at Amir 
four and a half years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm a late to life lesbian. <laughs> I love women. Oh, yeah, that's all I am. And then, like, let's fall in love with the trans man. I had like a similar thing, like, because I'd gone through the whole, um, I'm bi, and then actually I'm not bi, I don't like men at all. Um, <laughs> um, and then I was like a proud lesbian, and then Casey came out as non-binary, and I was like, what does that make me? Like, what, what am I now? Um, so now I just say queer, and, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I don't like to draw down into it much more than that, really. But I don't think it really changed... It didn't change our relationship at all. Um, If anything, it made us like communicate better um, and, you know, found out more about each other and found it out at the same time as knowing it about ourselves, which was really nice. Um, And then we became like more of a united front against everyone else in the world that doesn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I had a really similar journey to that actually. I came out as bi and like, well, I think I spoke about it on a previous episode, but my friends were like, no, you're definitely lesbian. And I was like, no, like the rebel in me was like, no, I'm not a lesbian. I'm definitely bi. And then a few years later, I was like, no, I hate men. Soz. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then obviously Elle's kind of went on this journey of your gender queerness. Yeah. And yeah, now I just kind of identify with the label queer as yeah. well. So completely relate. <laughs> I love that we're reclaiming it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it would be actually because we talk about weddings here. Let's talk about your wedding because we got married quite recently. So yeah, do you want to tell us like I don't know an overview of your day? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How do we sum it into like an overview? Um, we were trying to avoid tradition essentially, mm-hmm. so we did a few bits that we wanted to do specifically to not follow tradition like getting ready together uh walking down the aisle together yeah we did a first look um when we went off to change into our outfits and then we did that first look um what else did we do uh we didn't oh no we did <laughs> i was like we didn't have rings no we did we got to about a week before um, a week before and like i'm not wearing mine because i'm not wearing either of my rings <laughs> i did <laughs> It's in the car. Oh, it's in the car. Um, yeah, so we didn't have... Um, yeah, we we tried to avoid kind of like father of the bride dances mm. and like um, for like our, our wedding speeches and stuff, we didn't have your dad speak, it was your mum spoke and there was no immediate family for me. It was like um, an uncle that I haven't seen in many years or whatever that we've kind of re rebonded and stuff. So, yeah, and we didn't have a, a registrar or anything because um, so we had my friend Victoria be the celebrant and that was really, really wonderful. Yeah, we did the legal bit all separate specifically because we knew that Casey would have to be misgendered. Yeah, Steph um, PH gave us the, the heads Steph up there. PH. <laughs> Um, and um, that was really, really great. And we're so glad that we spoke with you and you told us that because even on the day then we when we did the legal bit, they were like, you know, you could have had us at your actual ceremony. And I was like, ha, yeah, and you'd have misgendered me. Like, you literally have misgendered me all morning. Why would I want you there? They did it at our, <laughs> uh, our notice appointment as well. Yeah. They said um, in our separate interviews, the person said to me, so, you know, you could have had us 
at the actual wedding and I said yeah but you've just confirmed to me that we would have to misgender Casey in it so why would we want that on our wedding day and then we swapped over Casey went in for their interview came out afterwards and said oh the person said to me blah 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 and I was like but I literally just said to them that there was a reason that we wouldn't do that so why are they still trying to convince us to do that Mm -hmm. also it's dumb it was cheaper to do it that way yeah it was much cheaper everyone should do it why would I pay extra for you to come and be like hey girl yeah (laughs) no mate so like go back a little bit I guess with with having a registrar with doing a legal day did like was there any from your experience did they try and ask pronouns did they like I know there's a legality bit where they have to say something is it is it bride and groom is it Mr and Mrs or Mrs and Mrs like it has to be something um but through the rest of your like communication with them I'm guessing from what Jess just said about that no but like did they try did you bring it up with them was it something that you you tried to like get them to understand and then they just weren't how how was that relationship at all I guess we confirmed at every single step basically and we were like you know just so you know I mean it is everything in life really as soon as we book a restaurant the first thing I do is put in the comments my partner is non-binary please do not use gendered language yeah so it's kind of a given now that we have that conversation everywhere we go like on um, the first phone call when you like called to say like we want to book this uh, the person on the phone just assumed that there would be a husband well I was obviously using they them pronouns I uh, didn't say anything I kept saying my partner which is how I would always refer to Casey and then as soon as I had said Casey's name immediately the other person changed their language and started saying um he and I was like uh excuse me it's a unisex name for a start um (laughs) all names technically unisex I believe but but yeah Yeah, literally, they are just words. Yeah, 100%. But actually, like, on the day... So, yeah, when we went to the notice of marriage, she was not very, like... She was rubbish, I mean, to be honest. She was like, to be really fair, awful. she didn't she didn't misgender you in my interview. She just kept saying your name to avoid saying anything um wrong. So she didn't okay. but, but she misgendered me in mine. Oh right, okay. Well then forget that. <laughs> and she was a bit pushy and wasn't really understanding. But actually on the day when we went to do the legal bit, um they were really in my opinion, obviously, very quite um, open. They knew that, and they were really understanding as much as you can be, because I we had said, like, can't you just say, you're now married? Like, we now pronounce you, like, the the newlyweds or like spouses like you know those words exist already well, they did, and they did change that didn't they? and they did the only thing that they said legally they couldn't change was about i had to say wife wife yeah um rather than spouse mm. so they did they did speak to us beforehand they brought us into a room and they said this is what's going to happen which i appreciate as a neurodiverse person divergent person as well like tell me what i'm expecting please <laughs> um and they said, like, you know, pick between these three scripts or whatever. So we picked, like, 
the quickest one, in and out. And, um, and yeah, she said, like, if you want to whisper it, it's fine. It's just we need to kind of, like, hear it, blah, blah, blah. So they were gen- genuinely really quite good about it. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because even on the on the day, we didn't change our names or anything. Like, we still haven't. We haven't changed our <laughs> names or anything. But they asked us, like, how would you like us to send this to you? And I said, can we please have Mix and Mrs. Shaw? And when it came through the door, even though obviously it like misgenders me on there, on the actual envelope, it did say Mix and Mrs. Shaw. And I thought, you know what? You've done as much as you legally can do. And you're kind of held back by this archaic system. So, Mm. you know. That's good. I'm glad that experience was as as good as it can be, I guess. Yeah. So you mentioned that it was because I said about possibly being misgendered through like the legal bit of the wedding that you chose to have like a celebrant on your day. Do you feel like that was the right choice now? Do you want to tell us a bit about your celebrant and who you picked and stuff? Uh You go, you go. (laughs) I think it was definitely the right choice. I think as soon as... As soon as we had said, yeah, we, we're going to go ahead with the, the wedding kind of thing, um, we didn't really, we never, I don't even think as queer people before kind of um, gender, um, we would have ever wanted like the traditional, like, let's go and have like a registrar and, and or whatever. Like, that's just not us. I think because you had a friend who lost somebody and they had a humanist yes. ceremony, you were really kind of influenced by that, which is why I thought you might say something about this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought you might because it was Victoria. But <laughs> yeah, basically we just, um, we had already, it had crossed our mind that it might be a possibility that we would have to misgender each other or Casey would be misgendered. Um so we had thought about it and then, yeah, Steph, you just confirmed that we were like absolutely not taking any chances. And then we hadn't really thought about who we were going to have as a celebrant. We were just going to book a celebrant that we would find. and We were going to look for a kind of LGBTQ plus friendly person at least. Um, and then Victoria, who um, is mainly Casey's friend, came into Casey's life and... You just loved her and yeah. just wanted her to be part of the day. We are literally like, kind of like soulmates in terms of friendship, um, and we just challenge each other in a, in in different ways. And I was working at this school, and it was like the first time because I'm a speech and language therapy assistant. It was the first time that I had to kind of explain my gender to school staff and what that means in regards to children's lives, um, and very typically school staff are majority old white women so that was quite challenging um but victoria as um as an older white woman was very open and really kind of understanding and she was my rock throughout that whole kind of like journey and she yeah i don't know and she's very philosophical her that her use of language on a day-to-day is mesmerising and really enchanting. And I just thought, you know what? You are just a beam of light and I want you to, to, to do our ceremony and I want you to introduce us and, like, yeah. And I don't think... And I remember coming home and being like, look... I want Victoria to do this. And Jess was like, are you sure? Like, I don't think I'd even want Victoria at this point. Yeah. I was like, what? You want this random person from school to do it? Um, but then obviously I met Victoria and completely realised why 
Casey wanted Victoria, and now she's part of both of our lives. Yeah, part of our family. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we don't regret that at all. Yeah, she was great. She was so good. And it's like, you would, I w- wouldn't have known that she wasn't a celebrant, I guess, but at the same time, she had such a, like, personal energy to you as well. So that was, like, really lovely. Super important to be able to trust your suppliers on the day. Mm. Um, and obviously, you hired Steph, so... Um, was it obviously important to you to have an LGBTQ plus photographer and other suppliers? Uh, Steph was the first person that we found that like we we hadn't even looked at venues, we hadn't looked at anything else, and I came across because I'm a I'm a TikTok uh, fan, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm obsessed, um, and the moment I saw one of Steph's videos, I think very early days kind of on TikTok, I was like, fuck yes, 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 yes. I was like, Jess, she's in the UK. Like, she's so close. Look at this work. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, I was like, that. I don't want anyone else, to be honest. I didn't even, we didn't even look anywhere else. No, we didn't. No. So in terms of your venue, how, how inclusive did you find your venue? Um, kind of, yes. But also we were like, fuck, like, there's hardly anywhere. <laughs> and I, we just knew kind of like in terms of themes and stuff of the wedding and, and how we wanted it to go, that actually if they had ladies and, and gents kind of fucking toilets and stuff, whatever, whatever, because actually we were going to make what we wanted um, within that day. They did have one gender neutral toilet that they told us about when we viewed it, but then we ended up not booking that part of the venue so it was then not accessible to us anyway yeah um and it was more important to us about kind of where that venue was situated and how much it cost (laughs) Mm. um and I think that's that's the thing isn't it like um it with regards to anything that is kind of for a marginalized community it costs a bit more you know like if you're vegan and you or you want alternative milks it's like oh bump up that fucking price and so like if we wanted i don't know i didn't i don't even think we came across anywhere that was like really completely like lgbtq plus inclusive we are understanding of every area of the community and more so just like oh look we have like a couple pictures of a couple gay couples and and that's it because we had that venue that we were the one that i ghosted um beforehand and that was a kind of like blank canvas venue kind of thing and you did everything yourself on top of the actual venue um but we, when we went for that, we got kind of like stuck in a conversation with the person that was showing us around for God, about... I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, for about like half an hour where they were just like... I mean, don't get me wrong, the intentions were good. They were trying to educate themselves, but they basically just grilled Casey for like half an hour about their gender. Yeah. And, um, and I was, was like, dude, of... like Google exists. Yeah. You can Google this. You can go to a library. You can pick up a book. Like you can, you can, you can do your own research like I'm not here to just just to tell you everything because also that's only me that's not inclusive of everybody in the community like stop I forgot about that and she kind of like trapped me on like the stairs yeah. in this little cottage and I was just like <laughs> I can't remember it was something to do with like her daughter had a friend who was who was had changed their pronouns but they change their pronouns every week and one week they're she and next they're it and next they're he and is that what you're like and yeah it was it was just a bit 
intense. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was well-intentioned, I think, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was just a bit. And intense. I think there was the classic, like, oh, it's so hard, though, isn't it? Because, like, using they is, like, plural. And I'm like, no, babes, they has been used as a singular since 1375 in literature yeah. and way before then. So, like, that's like 600 years of the singular they. Yeah, just like, yeah. shut up. Like, <laughs> you is also a plural. You say you are. You don't say you is. Like, learn something about language before yeah. you actually come and, like, be like, oh, God, it's just so hard. Like when you're in a pub, you don't go, oh no, a coat. I wonder who his, hers coat this is. You say, oh, I wonder yeah. whose coat that is. Where are they? Yeah. Oh, you don't go, oh, where is him, him, she, her, they, <laughs> her, her. That's a is there any advice that you could give to venues in the future for like for them being inclusive of the LGBTQ plus community and particularly like non-binary people? <laughs> I think it's hard because and like I, I'm not usually devil's advocate. Usually I'm like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> so but I do think it's hard in terms of like guidance and legislation and all of this stuff that's coming in especially around stupid fucking toilets like come mm -hmm. on we're just going to piss man like but like in terms of that kind of stuff i get why there is an apprehension to be like oh let's remove the ladies and let's remove the gents but we also need to acknowledge that that's because of a fear of men and like you know and therefore you need to start working on creating a more kind of equal society with regards to all genders and acknowledging like mm, actually there are mm -hmm. some problems in our society but where are those problems coming from because mm. they're not coming from our community you know um so i get that i think it should there should always be an accessible toilet regardless and i don't understand why in which case you struggle to have you struggle to get rid of ladies and gents but the disabled people some of the most vulnerable people in our society yeah just put them all in together fuck that but in terms of venues i think having more people go there um, exploring language and understanding yeah. how that is used yeah. Yeah. and just using gender neutral language regardless because because you never you just don't know but also those words exist good morning yeah. everyone how no. are we all today like and just just definitely. Yeah, not definitely. assuming and I think um, I mean we, we me Steph and I also spoken about the toilet like debate or why yeah. it's not even a debate like so much and like you would just you just wouldn't bother to pretend to be trans no to go no. to the toilet to assault someone yeah misogyny is so high that why would a man that wants to attack a woman pretend to be a woman yeah. like oh that yeah just makes <laughs> mm -hmm. one thing I just wanted to mention and I think it just I loved it Casey and like it just came so naturally for you obviously but anyone that you introduced me to you were like this is Steph her pronouns are she her like and uh, you were just name pronouning like just off the bat straight away so easy and it's like oh my god if you're so comforting that yeah. you're you're doing that not that you should be the one to do that but that it was just so easy and then it just was really like 
and it was as easy as saying like names and stuff like it was yeah. just really entwined in people meeting in the day but that was so important so yeah I really loved that and I think just I feel like what we hear from the workshop and stuff is a lot of people like say hey well how do we how do we bring up pronouns what do we say and I think just to see you do it in such this this is stuff her pronouns are she her like yeah bam, what like that was just really lovely to see I think to to me it's just like I kind of like my love of language and how it changes always pushes me to just use it. Like if you don't, and also because I'm autistic, my brain's like, well, why wouldn't I just do? Why wouldn't I just use it? Just use it. Just say it. Just say it. Go on. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> so like, so like for us as well, when it came to like our invites and stuff, I was like, no, no, no. Our pronouns are going straight on those invites. Mm. Like not just. We actually wrote a little message on our invites that went out to everyone. Basically, in a much nicer way than this, saying, if you can't use Casey's actual pronouns, then do not come to our wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were sending it out to a lot of, like, extended family and stuff like that, that, you know, don't we don't really know if they're any good at using pronouns. And we were like, if there's any day we want to make sure that you're going to do it right, yeah. it's going to be our wedding day. And it was just like, look, like, we really want you there. We would, well, some of you we don't, but we would really like to have you. Um, but if we, if you feel that this is going to be too challenging for you, if you don't feel like you're going to be able to have a nice day or you're going to be able to talk to us on the day because you feel apprehensive and you're not going to be able to, like... It was more so for people that just don't care, really. And I was just, like, trying to weed out those those people. Because why would we want you there? It was you, written in a really nice if way. You want, and, and, yeah, I had to write it in a very nice way for it to get past Jess's mum. <laughs> but I was like, look, we're doing this because it's really important. And it and I don't want to remember, like, like you guys said on the uh, Registrar podcast, I think, the, the Registrar one, yeah. about... Was it that of when people mess up and you record that? Yeah. That footage is is you can't use that because you can't have your clients hearing that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like every time they want to watch that video, it it's ruined for them. And that was definitely something that, even though we didn't have a videographer, it was something that I was like, I don't want that to be the thing that I remember. Yeah, because that kind of thing is something that you will play back over oh, and over, yeah. isn't it? Because it's going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even, I don't know, Owls, for example, if you then had that and you edited it differently, it would still be, you'd still have that thought of it. You'd still have that moment. You'd still have the reaction. You'd still have like a different bit of that time. Yeah. Um, We have a lot of people ask about like names for non-binary people that are married. Um, Broom seems to be the current one that no one can do any better with um i i think casey you you spouse is that right yeah had you thought about another name had you like researched into anything else do you feel like you're a broom <laughs> i don't feel like i'm a broom um, <laughs> um just because Brooms don't seem very fun, you know, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to sweep the floor, like, I don't want to stand in a dusty old corner, um, I think very literally, as you can see, so no, I don't think broom is, is my kind of thing, um, we said, um, just the wedding couple, 
or newlyweds. Yeah. And the newlyweds, yeah, newlyweds, newlyweds, spouses. But because you, I consider you my spouse as well, so I wouldn't really at work, unless I'm with, like, or out in public, if I'm with friends and stuff, I wouldn't say my yeah. wife, though that's quite fun. <laughs> um, I'd say my spouse. Um, i just say my partner still for you. Yeah. So in your like general life we're obviously we're introducing um ourselves with pronouns and sometimes there's conversations but i can imagine that during a wedding those conversations are heightened they're happening a lot more like the actual day of was there any aspect of it that just felt like emotionally draining for you <laughs> um dealing with family <laughs> and what their expectations of a wedding are and um and how it was it was really prevalent how they don't see it as such a big thing or they thought oh my god why do you have to do that like there were lots of conversations about um the the invites for example and there were a couple of people like oh but why do you have to do that like what is that what is why is that necessary and i really really wanted to have like pronouns on everybody's plate uh, or everyone's name card and stuff. You wanted badges at one point. I wanted badges. Oh my god, I really wanted people to have pin badges and it was like, oh but you'll you'll ruin someone's dress. I don't give a fucking shit about someone's dress because you might ruin someone's day. Like it's so important. And I think that was another reason why I was so in like I was going round and I was like, this is them and and this is them and this is them and this is what this is. Um and there was one one moment on the day where I was sat on our we were sat on our table and I'm not gonna say it, but but somebody was sat next to me and they were talking about my friends who have just had who had just had a baby. Well not really just had, he he was like six months old or something at the time. Um and this person had said to me, Oh, what what's their baby what 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 is it? And I was like, It's baby. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but what is it? And I was like, it, it, it's a, oh, is it a boy or is it a girl? I was like, it's got a penis. It's got a penis. That's what you want to know. You want to know what its genitals are. Do you not think that is weird? Yeah, literally. It's fun though, isn't it? Those times that we, we as the community that care to like not gender fucking children babies or anything when we're talking about gender we become these the weird people the people that are like negative the people that are like put into oh like what are you why are you talking about that what are you doing like you're the weird ones it's like you are like we're just trying to be super simple about life and be open to everyone and you're the one that are like actually excluding (laughs) so before we finish up do you have any tips for getting married as a non-binary person um, or even to support your non-binary partner i would say for sure to do the legal part separate um because then i mean we treated ours as literally the legal bit we didn't in fact we both wore really Mm. gay tops like i wore the most (laughs) rainbow thing i've got um but we didn't dress up or anything we didn't let anyone take any photos of us because we were like why are you taking a photo of us signing something um yeah yeah definitely do it separately Mm. if because it was just as uncomfortable for me having to misgender you as it was for you to be misgendered um yeah make sure you've got 
LGBTQ plus suppliers, obviously. It was amazing. Hi, having, these guys. Yeah. It was amazing having like our own personal cheerleader following <laughs> us around all day with a camera. Yeah. So. Being there ready to like talk about how shit the monarchy is yeah. and all of this <laughs> stuff. And it was honestly so great. <laughs> um, I think for in terms of like what what worked really well for me was language obviously that was being used not just by other people but kind of demonstrating that myself I am a I do love words so I am a bit of a nerd for that um but like the way in which that I worded things and stuff just kind of demonstrating how simple it is and how easy it is I think definitely advocate for yourself make sure that in every single step people know and do that unashamedly <laughs> like the, the <laughs> I love words but I can't say that one um yeah doing the invites and stuff I it was necessary and and it was celebrate it was a celebration like yeah I am they them and I'm gonna put that on there and that's that's what I'm gonna do and you're just gonna deal with it um and just tell every single supplier or person involved in the day what the situation is and 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 just to use gender neutral language wherever possible anyway because still some slipped through but yeah. if we hadn't told every single other one I'm sure there would have been a lot more heteronormative language mm -hmm. or you know yeah and stick two fingers up to anyone that refuses to do that take down signs that you see that have that language and cover them up and deface property like you paid for that <laughs> um but yeah just um lead by example challenge where you can and fucking get rid of anybody that you yeah. don't want there <laughs> yeah Before, <Such> oh, <laughs> so i feel like we spoke a lot about different suppliers um and them being inclusive and not so inclusive so i feel like this is a time for a shameless plug um if you have been following rebel love club you will know or potentially not that we have just launched um the first truly inclusive lgbtq plus wedding supplier directory called rebel love directory so if you are getting married and you're lgbtq plus or you're in a straight face in relationship and you want to support the queer community or you've got guests that are coming that are part of the LGBTQ plus community and you want them to feel safe, head to rebellovedirectory.com for all of your truly inclusive suppliers. Thank you so much. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers Quinn. Should we do that again? Well, no. It's okay. I like, I think I like the chaotic end, yeah.